What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, sports fans. This is the Rattledge and Broadcasting Network premier podcast. I'm your host, the, Rat- uh, the mandated reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified, Mr. Mark Rattledge. And tonight, we are providing alternative coverage for... Alexander Usyk versus Chaz Witherspoon. Chaz Witherspoon is the last-minute replacement for Tyrone Spong. And this, uh, the big thing about this card is this is Alexander Usyk's debut at heavyweight. He was the linear uh, cruiserweight champion. He gave up those belts in order to move to heavyweight. So... It's pretty exciting. Huh? Huh? <laughs> the last time he uh, fought at Cruiserweight was November of 2018 in Manchester, England. He fought Tony Ballou, and he won by KO in the eighth round. Joining me tonight, another last-minute replacement, because <laughs> my original broadcast uh, partner... Uh, found himself too ill to do coverage tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, fresh off his coverage of Joanna Champion versus the karate hottie Michelle Watterson, right here in my neck of the woods, Tampa, Florida, it's your friend and mine, Robert Winfrey. How do you do, sir? I'm doing all right. Uh, hoping Usyk just murders this guy. Ain't enough time for me to get to watch Demetrius Johnson fight on one in about 20 minutes. What a time we're living in to be a combat sports fan, right? Hey, if you were of the uh, if you were so inclined, you could have stayed up to an ungodly hour watching Ryzen this technically early this morning. And they oh, God, that poor card. They had two intermissions. Mm-hmm. One of them was about 45 minutes. The other was 2 hours. Oh god. <laughs> the hell were they doing trying to find Fedor as he was hunting under a rock? They had a lot of fights end very quickly, and but partially also, they were in a part of Japan that's like been like in danger of being hit by a hurricane. I think either that or they're either that or they're out of the path, and the one event is in the path of it. I think that's the way it is. But yeah, that was just a badly paced event. It was so bad. Uh, there were some good fights. There were some really good fights. Patricio, uh, excuse me, Patricio Freire. Patricio or Patricio? I can never remember. One of the Pitbull brothers, the good one, uh, knocked out Tetsuya. I think you're right. Uh, knocked out Tetsuya Kawajiri with a flying knee. Uh, the dude who just sparked Horiguchi in the first round knocked out somebody. Hamderlay, Siohi Ham, done murdered a chick. So that was some good stuff. Um, now this was this was just for fun and profit. You weren't covering it, right? I have seen highlights. I did not stay up that late for it. I'm just uh, not going to do that to myself. Well, I don't know when this fight on Eastern Standard Time took place, but I was uh, I slept till 8 o'clock this morning and was at work by 9, so guess who wasn't watching Ryzen? But hey, December, I think, world. 29th, I think it is, or 20th, whenever, whenever that uh, Bellator card in Japan is, Fat Fedor versus Fat Rampage. I'm there all night long, baby. Woo! God, did you see the? Did you see the? Uh, like the? You've seen the fight poster where they just took a rampage photo from like ten years ago. Yeah, they totally took like his fucking pride photo. Yeah, and that is so. Like, then you see them in. You see them like in the press release photo when they do the press conference, and Rampage always looks like he's standing about four feet closer to the camera than Fedor. 
and he's was just he, so was sort fat. of flapping his arm and is going, now I'm going to sing a song for you. Nah, nah, nah. Rampage is having a good time. Hey, hey, hey. Nah, nah, nah. Wow. <laughs> okay. Hey, hey, hey. It's Fat Quentin. Uh, anyway, about this fight, since you guys don't want to hear us wax lyrical and silly. Uh, Mark tells, referenced- you, tells you a lot about this fight when we when our opening bit is no commentary whatsoever about the fight, just us riffing on other combat sports. Well, they're finally getting to the point where fighters are walking to the ring. So uh, Alexander Usyk is undefeated, was the lineal cruiserweight champion. I believe he held every major cruiserweight title. That is correct. At one point or another. This is his heavyweight debut, and in, in all likelihood sets up a fight between him and the winner of Anthony Joshua, excuse me, of, yeah, Anthony Joshua and Andy Ruiz Jr. Because his status as not only the cruiserweight champion of the world, again, he has all the belts. Yeah, I believe he was like the super cruiserweight champion. Yeah, he, is, is... The, he is the super cruiserweight champion, which means he can become the next mandatory challenger for that particular heavyweight belt if he so chooses. And, again, that's not been made official yet, but that is a possibility for him, and I have to imagine is a serious consideration. I mean, in no small part because he's beaten everybody else at cruiserweight. It'd be weird that they wouldn't set him up with, like, Kanaki, Kanaki, Kaunaki um, first. You know, maybe give him a few more of the heavyweight fighters not currently holding a major belt. Uh, that have fought earlier this year on a primetime uh, network. You know, you had, I mean, the Kanaki fight was on Fox, as embarrassing yep. as that was. Um, it's Fox, they're not embarrassed about anything. This is true, have you seen SmackDown? Ugh. Um, <laughs> Much my chagrin, yes. And then, you know, you've got a, a Deontay Wilder is fighting Ortiz. Tyson Fury, I think, is kind of waiting in the wings for that. Plus, he plus he has his toughest contest to date don't, in Saudi don't, Arabia. Don't. <laughs> Just stop. Oh, Tyson Fury about to get these hands. Yeah. F- stop. Fury's going to win that. You of know course. Fury's going to win of that. Of course he is. Just like Mayweather beat the big show at WrestleMania nuts and futs. This is... Uh, the supreme irony, of course, being that Tyson Fury beating a giant man like Braun Strowman is infinitely more believable. True. Um, okay, so the other thing here, we meant this was supposed to be Usyk against Tyrone Spong, noted kickboxer and occasional MMA fighter making his boxing debut. Well, you know, hang on about it, because I, I, he actually has boxed before. He was the, get this, I thought it was his boxing debut as well, but that's not necessarily the case. Um, hang on, let me get this up real quick. He was, in fact, and, and I believe still currently is, the Latino and WBO uh, Latino heavyweight uh, champion. Look, if he is still that, it's because they retired the belt in the division. <laughs> he has, He's 14-0 in boxing. I would need more confirmation of that. <laughs> like, and that, that's, not, that's not anything about you, but... There's a lot of weirdness. I mean, MMA fighter John Fitch should actually have one more win on his official record than he does because the promoter, he fought in Mexico, and the promoter, when recording, uh, when, like, calling in to record the results, his accent was so heavy, the guy on the other side recorded it as John Fish. <laughs> you can actually find John Fish on, like, Sharedog as 1-0 undefeated. Sweet. Well, anyway, according, so, according to his Wikipedia page, Tyrone Spong has, is a fourteen and zero. Um, is fourteen and zero in boxing. He last fought August in Mexico, and he had a TKO in the second round against Jason Minda. What year was this? Earlier this year, and he fought three I, times in twenty eighteen. I, again, I would need some extra confirmation of that, but okay, so Spong's first fight against an actual opponent, if nothing else. <laughs> uh, All these Spong- poor men that you're just blowing off, my goodness. Th- look, there's a lot of just ham and eggers in combat sports, okay? It's so funny, he either fights in, like, Mexico or Florida. I'm sorry, there's a few here in the DR, and oh my goodness, he actually fought his first two fights in Germany. Yeah. So- <laughs> so it's either anywhere else in the world and Florida. 
Tyrone Spong. Chaz Witherspoon. Anyway, yeah, uh, Spong fails a drug test, and which is funny because Vada and boxing. <laughs> um, and rather than just scrap and reschedule the fight, which is normally what they do, but Usyk does want to get this out of the way, potentially make his big statement, claim that he stake his claim to the next shot at the winner of Joshua and Ruiz Jr. They found a replacement in the form of Chaz with two Z's, Witherspoon. An older, declining heavyweight who was never all that good to begin with. He is, in fact, on a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 fight win streak, however. And if you can tell me any of the people he beat without, of, looking, without looking at it. Well, I was going to say, one of them has a Wikipedia leak. W- w- one. Link. One. So, five cab drivers and someone <laughs> whose mother really likes him. He did, however, have a loss in 2012 to Seth Mayhem Mitchell. Yeah, again, look, Witherspoon is not... He's a, you know, journeyman heavyweight. He's, what, 33 and 9, I think? 33 and... Uh, he is. He has 39 wins, 29 by knockout, and 3 losses. He's okay. lost to Seth Mayhem Mitchell in 2012, uh, Tony the Tiger Thompson in 2009, and uh, Chris Ariola. Hey, we just saw him fight in 2008. If you want to call it that. Yeah, again, uh, he's just a good journey, you know, a, a journeyman heavyweight fighter. And I don't mean that derogatorily. There's a lot of there's a lot of fighters who never even become decent journeymen. Yeah, he seems to mostly as of 2014, he seems to mostly fight in Jersey. Yeah, he again, this he, it's not a knock on him. But he's on the downside of his career. Hey, he's a belt holder. He is currently the IBS champion. I don't know if that really stands for irritable bowel syndrome or not. And it's the, Jersey. If he's fighting in Jersey, probably. And the American Boxing Association champion. So there you go. See, he's got belts. There's it's, belts here. It's boxing, Mark. <laughs> Anyone who's not a complete club-level fighter probably has a belt. I was going to say, I think Pat Mullen has a belt. If he doesn't, he should. <laughs> so what can we expect from Alexander Usyk versus Ch- journeyman fighter Chad Witherspoon? Well, Usyk is a... He, he comes from... He's Ukrainian by nationality, and he comes from that kind of, again, that you know Slavic, you know, Eastern European style of boxing. He's a good technician... He goes to the body. He is. He goes to the body. Goes to the head. Fires in combination. Likes his infighting. I apologize if he comes out and does something completely different because it's been a while since I've really studied his tape. But he's a very, very exciting fighter. He's a marauder. I mean, his run through the cruiserweight uh, Grand Prix or whatever that they did a couple of years ago might have been last uh, seventeen or eighteen was a thing of beauty. He just murdered people. <laughs> So he's a very fan-friendly style of fighter. Uh, Witherspoon, by contrast, I seem to recall being, again, just kind of your typical heavyweight. You mean his shorts are going to fall down? You're going to see his ass crack? He's probably going to be petitioning to fight in the (laughs) T-shirt. And that kind of analysis is what you can expect here on the Rattledge Broadcasting Network. Hey, hey, part of it, okay? Look, I I do try to get technical. There's just, again, it's been a while since I've really kind of delved into Usyk's footage. Mm-hmm. And I, I've seen some of his fights, uh, but, again, like really watching them and then actually studying them to try and pick up nuance and habits and whatnot is a different endeavor that I just haven't really gotten into with him. All right, they're still introducing the fighters here, so give me 50 words or less on your uh, Joanna champion versus Michelle Waterson. Uh, pretty good card, actually. Uh, they killed a guy tonight. They killed a guy in boxing, then they killed a guy in MMA, as if they were yeah. competing for how many bodies they could drop and how good and how well they could drop them. To let you know how bad that fight that that fight was, the referee was pulled from his from all officiating duties for the rest of the evening. <laughs> Probably because they suspected by, he was high. By the Florida Commission. Ugh. 
Like, that's how bad it is, as we see Demetrius Johnson make his way out for his one fight. Uh, again, it was a pretty good card. Again, the main event, Joanna Janjacek wins via unanimous decision. Pretty good fight. Pretty typical Joanna stuff. Uh, Cub Swanson and Cron Gracie had a slugfest, to the surprise of a few people. Um, wound up being both a damning indictment of Cron Gracie's striking technique and Cub Swanson's striking defense. Uh, what else did we have? Cron ended up winning, right, as did Joanna? No, no, Cub won. Oh, Cub won. Really? Wow. Yeah, just unanimous think, decision. 30-27 across the board. I was going to say, just when you think Cub, uh, Cub is down, he comes back with another crazy victory. Wow. A, look, a veteran fighter who, despite being on the downside of his career, is well-rounded and tough, beats a very one-dimensional fighter. Who'd have thought? Oh, look. Who's like seven fights in... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Do you know how many times Cub Swanson's been one fight away from being cut from the UFC and he still manages to win? Here A lot. We got, that's like his thing, right? All right. Here we go. Round one. And uh, Chaz looking very alive here. He's coming in. He's, you know, he's sitting behind his jab. Uh... A lot of movement from Usyk to start off. You know, he's shifting his weight. He's got his guard up. So far, you know, these two look like boxers. Again, Usyk comes from the cruiserweight division primarily, which is a division that fa- uh, favors more technique and ability than just kind of the raw, you know, bruising power of heavyweight. And I'd like to go ahead and point out that, oh, there was a pretty decent uppercut there from uh, Witherspoon. Uh, Witherspoon shorts are still around his waist. We're all grateful for that. And again, like with, uh, unlike most heavyweights and some that we've seen recently, uh, you can see Witherspoon's trunks actually do cover his belly button because he's not a giant tub of lard. <laughs> yeah, he's actually in relatively decent shape, this fella. Yeah, he had. It's a, again, it's a solid enough. He, again, he's a good journeyman heavyweight. He's not, you know, some schlub they pulled out of the stands. <laughs> you know, what's funny about that though is we're making these jokes because of an undercard heavyweight fight. It was like a co-main event of a PBC card where literally one guy looked like they pulled him. They they pulled him from the stands, and then he couldn't keep his. They stopped the fight long enough because he's to pull his shorts up because they were literally below his ass crack. Uh, yeah. And I know some people who say that the worst heavyweight fight they've ever seen was Tyson Fury and Vladimir Klitschko. <laughs> you, I envy you your ignorance, you sweet summer child. Uh, you can also see kind of going on here Usyk's southpaw stance, because he is a southpaw and has been for his entire career, is something that Witherspoon's, you know, working around. Again, Witherspoon has fought a lot of guys. He's fought southpaws before, but it does take a period of adjustment. Both men probing a bit with the jab more than anything else. Uh, I like Usyk's footwork so far. He's on his toes. He's moving around. He's shifting his weight. Uh, you know, good you stuff can, here. You, you can know, see a lot of the turning that he's going to be doing. Uh, he, a little bit ago, he ducked a right hook from Witherspoon, turned and landed a left to the body. You're going to see a fair bit of that, I imagine. He is much more fleet of foot, much more technical. And Witherspoon's going to have a good couple of rounds, but is, again, a heavyweight taking the fight on last minute. He's going to try to overwhelm Usyk with power early rather than play any kind of long game. Well, Usyk seems to be employing the strategy of be fleet of foot in the beginning, make this guy miss you, tire him out, and then start to take over midway through the fight, which is a good strategy, especially, again, as you said, for a heavyweight taking this on one week's notice. I imagine if he were fighting Tyrone Spong, he would be employing a slightly different strategy, but you work with who's in front of you. Indeed. Uh, Witherspoon also with the very, very long fight trunks. Yeah, he, he's. I think those trunks he got from Walmart and the uh, basketball short section. No, no, they have his name. They have his name actually, like uh, embroidered on the back. <laughs> Terrific. 
But again, again, this guy just you know fights a lot and fights at a lower than world class level. So you know you you keep gear that will work for you on short notice if necessary, and you know that can work for you. A lot of movement from Usyk throughout that first round. Um, could probably go 10-9 either way. I wouldn't object to a 10-10. I actually think I am going to le- lean towards Usyk again. He made Witherspoon miss a couple of times, landed some good counters. This is supposed to be a showcase fight for Usyk, so it's 10-9 Usyk. Well, look, Usyk is not Canelo, okay? Yeah, but it's the it's zone. Okay, it is the zone. that's true. You know what the zone rhymes with, right? No. Calzone. I don't know what that joke's supposed to be. I've been doing that all month. I, and I still don't know what it's supposed to be. <laughs> it's just me, me having fun with words. All right. Uh, we are in round two here. And once the zone again, also rhymes with phone, as in phone in the results. <laughs> Canelo, 120 to zero. Um, After the first. <laughs> So more of the same here from these two. Witherspoon, um, very flat-footed. You know, he's def- definitely focusing on planting his feet and delivering power to Usyk. Usyk still doing a lot of moving around. I mean, he's not running away from the guy, but he's definitely making him miss him. Yeah, Witherspoon also, again, you mentioned trying to generate power. He's also working on energy conservation, and... Again, I'm, this is not my usual dig at heavyweights. Any, t- any fight you take on that short of notice, energy conservation and management is a big part of what you'd have to do when you get into the fight. And and you can see Usyk, again, moving, slipping the jab, landing some counters. Uh, he knows he has a lot to lose in this fight and is going to... How do I say this? He's not going to fight overly conservatively because that's not his style, but you're, but he's not going to be very reckless and give someone who would be scoring arguably the biggest win of their career, certainly among the highest profile at his expense. He's going to fight smart. He's going to move. He's going to jab. He's going to make Witherspoon miss. He's going to make him move. He's going to tire him out, and then he's going to take over as the fight goes on. This is a 12-round fight. There's no need to burn yourself out in the first. You see both men kind of clashing and pawing with their lead hands a lot. This is uh, a frequent occurrence when you get opposite stance fighters. I see Usyk uh, kind of fainting. um, I guess trying to make Witherspoon bite on a feint and maybe, you know, uh, find an opening and uh, maybe go to the body. Yeah, he's invested already in this fight. Not heavily into body work, but he is not at all shy about using it. He's dug to the body a couple of times, depending on the angle he takes and what Witherspoon's defensive reaction is to missing. And, again, if you're worried about a guy, if you have questions about a guy's gas tank, test it. Hit him in the body. Earlier in the evening, uh, one of the fighters, that was Martinez, took a body shot. Uh, and you know, and it floored him, and you know, he didn't knock him out or anything. But he, uh, yeah, he, t- he, t- he took a hard one in the body, and his legs just came right out from under him, and he fell kind of in a seated position. Yeah, that's that's a that happens if you get hit really hard, you wind up on your butt, especially if you get again. Some of it's if it's really hard. Some of it is if you're not expecting it. A lot of times you'll see fighters if they take a hard one, they'll go to a knee kind of preemptively to get so they don't get hit again to give themselves as much time to recover as possible. Yeah, Usyk again has Witherspoon more along the ropes, the superior ring generalship and footwork of. Usyk definitely on display thus far. Uh, very good defensive posture as well. Witherspoon is swinging at him, but he's either missing outright or just hitting the gloves or the shoulders. Witherspoon, I don't like the way, and this might be a pick and yoon detail here, but Witherspoon kind of slouched in the corner. Yeah, that's kind of his seated position. I noticed after the first round, he does the old high schooler kind of slouch. Arms on the ropes. Just kind of 
which is not a good posture for recovery. You want to be upright. Yeah. You don't want to constrict your lungs. You want to give them as much room to do their work as possible. Yeah, you shouldn't be singing in the corner in between rounds of a boxing match like I do on the couch watching television. Yeah, you should not sit in, in between rounds in a boxing match like people who are watching your boxing match. It's <laughs> not a good thing. So yeah, Usyk, everything seems to be well in hand for Usyk so far, kind of going according to the game plan he's laid out. He's moving well, sticking and moving, not taking damage, and making Weatherspoon miss and just kind of feel uncomfortable within the confines of the ring. I would probably lean 10-9 again for Usyk in that last round. It's not like I saw Witherspoon really land anything of consequence that I, that I could tell. Yeah, that round a bit clearer for Usyk. Uh, he was much better defensively and a little bit more active offensively than round one. So Weatherspoon's trying to make something happen now. He's doing some lunging punches. Uh, he went to the body on Usyk, and Usyk uh, could have danced away from him. He's definitely trying to commit more, make something happen for himself. I think he's he's starting to see, you know, he he's, he's starting to see where this fight's going, and he was like, well. I better make a stand now because later on I'm not going to have legs or arms left. Well, it's also a bit of, okay, if I keep doing what I'm doing, this is how it's going to go, so I better stop doing what I'm doing. Yeah. And credit to him for it. I know a lot of guys don't do that, but his aggression is giving Usyk opportunities to land his straight left, which he's done a few times now in this round. Just threading the needle between the defensive guard, moving very well. He's got a good feel for the range and distance. And, again, he's much more fleet of foot than Weatherspoon, and that is giving Weatherspoon offensively fits. Weatherspoon trying to find a home for that right to the body, but it's not working out for him. Yeah, Usyk is just too mobile for him right now. He keeps swinging and reaching, but Usyk is always kind of in motion, so he's not able to really find a home. And he's not moving his feet well enough to kind of get up to him or cut him off. He's swinging from way outside, which is, again, thus far, not a very effective technique. And Usyk is backing him into the ropes, into the corner, jabbing him to the body, avoiding counters, doing, again, just kind of doing Usyk things. Good one, too, there. Yeah, Witherspoon, I think, has kind of realized he's got a, you know, a couple of rounds to kind of make his stand if he's going to make it. Otherwise, after that point, he's kind of done. And Usyk is reacting in kind. He's very much mirroring what Witherspoon is doing in that, okay, if you're going to give me more, I'm going to take more. If you're going to give me less, I'm happy to take less and still win because he is. Usyk is a lot faster than Witherspoon. So what happens is Witherspoon... Uh, lunges and reaches and he, and he doesn't pull back fast enough to stop Usyk from as you said before threading the needle countering and scoring a hit yeah Usyk also good about going to both the body and head with his straight left keeping Witherspoon guessing defensively to the degree that he can even recuper, uh, recover his posture in time and actually defend And I've got Usyk up three rounds at this point. Uh, Witherspoon clearly fading, Usyk clearly coming on strong, and about as expected, really. That was a good left Usyk landed to punctuate the round. All right, round four, and we see Witherspoon going on the attack. Uh, As you indicated before, it's just... Unfortunately for Witherspoon, I mean, he's... The punches are touching the uh, are touching Usyk, but they're only getting the arms and shoulders in most cases. Yeah, Usyk, a very skilled fighter, watch his hand position as he punches. It all his hands come back to where they started from, basically, which is what you want to do. It's he's a very well schooled fighter. Well, earlier in the night, I sent you a link to the opening fight, and we were my wife and I were very excited because the guy's last name was Day, which is my wife's maiden name, and he was from Freeport, Long Island. So you know, two random ham and eggers here, and one of them had things we could cheer for, and this poor bastard got hit so hard that he started actively trying to run away from his opponent, who then hit him in the temple, knocked him clean out, and then he fell back and hit his head. They put him on a stretcher, carried him to the ambulance where he proceeded to have seizures on the way to the hospital. 
so you know, hopefully he doesn't die. Yeah, just throwing it out there. Yes, we we all we'd like all day to remain alive. Um, but the point of me bringing that up is there you see the dangers, and you know you, they say you must protect yourself at all times. And speaking of which, Usyk now starting to pick up the pace at his attack. Witherspoon covered up nice, but uh, Usyk just threw a flurry at him. Usyk is on the hunt at this point. He knows he's got a fading opponent. And, again, this is kind of his showcase to then stake a claim and say, hey, I have a... I can contractually say I am the next heavyweight... I'm the next in line for the heavyweight champion. And he doesn't want a... Again, it's kind of a humdrum performance, necessarily. If he's going to make that claim, he can mandate it contractually in some respects, but that's also a bit iffy depending on you know boxing being boxing yeah but the, I, well as we said at the top of the show i i would prefer him to get one or two more uh maybe pbc primetime fox fights before they throw him in the ring with one of the one of the big title holders whether it be tyson deontay or whoever ends up winning between andrew Ruiz jr and uh, anthony joshua I mean, ideally, yes, but at the same... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One time, I'm not sure how the timing for that works out. If he takes, you know, three more heavyweight fights, I don't know if he maintains his status as super cruiserweight champion and could then still cash that in. No, I would imagine if... I, mean, I was under the impression he gave those belts up. Like, at this point, he you know, he may be the lineal champion... Uh, which is a term getting bandied about a lot these days. But I don't think he actually has the belts anymore. I think in order for him to have made the jump to heavyweight, he had to give them up. And again, again, I just do wonder about the timing of that, whether or not there's a specific window that he has to say he's going to invoke that ability to jump up and challenge for the belt or not. No, but he is looking pretty good in his heavyweight debut. I mean, again, whether this was Spong or Witherspoon... I feel confident stating, you know, not exactly the highest level of heavyweight opposition he could face. I mean, we speculated at the time that Usyk and Spong even was just such a weird fight. Yeah, that one was definitely... I mean, I knew Tyrone Spong from his uh, time as a kickboxer, and then he was one of the guys they were trying to build the World Series of Fighting around, but, you know, things just did not work out. He broke his leg in a kickboxing bout. <laughs> yeah, Go- <laughs> that was yeah. kind of that. I think Gokan, yeah, he fought against uh, Gokan Saki, and Gokan Saki is made of fucking lead. Sort of. I mean, Saki's been stopped plenty of times. Uh, but yeah, he broke. Uh, Saki checked a leg kick, and Spong's leg broke in yep. half. And Anderson Silva, and then Anderson Silva yelled out, "Ouch." For completely different reasons, I'm sure. But well, I, the joke is Anderson Silva broke his leg on a check leg kick. I understand the joke, Mark. Okay. Well, I don't know. It's okay. I appreciate you explaining it. Yeah, Witherspoon's posture and everything in between rounds here is not good. <laughs> he does not look like a happy panda. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure the I'm sure the check that he got from his own. Uh, more than uh, makes up for it. He's like, well, let me go earn my keep. I mean, again, he is getting paid, so... I wonder if uh, they're like, here, we're going to give you we're going to give you a bag of money uh, 
and you're going to get onto this premier DAZN card, but you have to put up one of your belts. Just, just, just so Usyk has one going into whatever fight he's got. Uh, I don't even know that the belts he has are, are like from recognized bodies <laughs> okay this is eh, this is less encouraging you can see where the spoon looking to try and clinch now constantly uh, wanting to close distance and that's never a good sign yeah, he momentarily dropped his hands there and Usyk nailed him yeah, Usyk has very fast hands again the benefits of benefits of cruise again cruiser weights tending to be a bit faster a bit more precise, even when they move up to heavyweight. I mean, I think most fam- among the more famous ones, Evander Holyfield, who moved from cruiserweight up to heavyweight. See, this is why I'd like to see him fight someone like Deontay Wilder, just to showcase the fact that Deontay Wilder sucks. Yeah, we all know. Mark, everyone knows. <laughs> ah, but if you'll recall, there are people, there are people who would made the argument that he's one of the best in the world, and you nearly had an aneurysm. You can make the argument if you like. It does not hold water. <laughs> He is one. I am not arguing the man's success. Okay, Deontay Wilder is an incredibly successful heavyweight boxer going right now. That is sure. absolutely true. Has stunning power. If I need someone to get between me and a charging moose, I want Deontay <laughs> Wilder to punch it. Okay, he's not a very good boxer. The pro- the problem with him fighting a charging moose is he still wouldn't use his reach then. Well, I mean, the moose at least is charging, so you know. Yeah, well, I'm saying like he might have he might do a better job if the moose just stood still. Maybe a maybe a meandering moose. No, see if it was a meandering moose, he'd be trying to he'd wind up having to close distance. He likes the charging moose because the moose will close distance for him. That's true. Hey, make it happen, Showtime. We need Deontay Wilder versus a moose. Do it in Canada. Uh- yeah, Usyk is really taking is starting to run away with this at this point. His he's just constantly jabbing and backing Weatherspoon into the ropes, hitting him, not getting hit in return. Just really classic, solid boxing fundamentals from Usyk, where Witherspoon is you know, not. I, I don't have a better way to say that. Well, I mean we said this when we started uh this podcast that it was, you know, after a couple of rounds, this guy was going to slow down, get hit more, you know, and you were going to, re- you know, really start to see Usyk turn it on. I mean, one of our colleagues, Pat Mullen, said, oh, he probably murders him in the first few rounds. But, you know, this this fight has taken a little time to get going. So now we're in round six, and I think it's going to be if – he, if he finishes the fight before it ends, it's probably going to be in the next within the next three rounds. Yeah, okay. You can see Witherspoon slowing down. We're getting towards the point. We're getting into the sixth round here, and Usyk's won all the rounds. Usyk is still like really light and dynamic on his feet. He's still circling really well. He's kind of skipping around. He's still well, what did he weigh in at? Toes. The, what did he weigh in at, the, at for this event? I. Unless somebody shows up in cosplay, I tend not to pay attention to Wayans. Uh, this does not surprise me at all. <laughs> what should concern you is the amount of fighters that actually show up in cosplay to Wayans, not whether that or not does, I pay attention. That does not surprise me at all. Oh, good. Oh, here we go. Good shot to the body there. He followed up with a right hook to the head. Witherspoon didn't like any of it and just started backing up. What yeah, I, the bodywork immediately starting to pay off here. Usyk is in... He has engaged kill mode at this point. What I don't understand is why he didn't charge at Witherspoon in the corner. I mean, I guess he figures, well, you know, I've got this fight well in hand. I don't need to overcommit and possibly make a mistake. But still, he... he Witherspoon was at that point just covering up. He probably could have get this, got this fight stopped. He could have made a better effort at it. I agree with that, but... You know, if he wants to, if it's a deliberate calculation on his part, then okay. I mean, I'm not sure that I would have done it that way necessarily, but he's the one in the cage fight, cage in the ring fighting. Mm-hmm. I mean, the other side of it is, I think a lot of promoters and such, you know, say they, they don't they don't want you to finish the fight too early. They want to see what you can do over a long stretch. So maybe he's, you know, in the back of his mind, he's going. Let's string this along for as long as we can. Make make the people happy. 
Oh, I imagine something like that. And again, also, Oof. whenever Ugh. you see a guy back into the corner like that, if they're not actively covering up, and Witherspoon was rather nonchalant about backing up, you don't want to give him the ch- you don't want to rush and give him the chance to clobber you with something unexpected. Sure. Uh, he hit him with a nasty left there. He a good left jab right to the button. Sorry, straight left. Southpaw stance. Yeah, I under- believe me. I-, I feel your pain on that. <laughs> uh, yeah, Witherspoon's eyes are getting busted up a little bit at this point too. They're starting to swell and discolor. Uh, just again. Uh, as expected, really, Usyk just kind of doing Usyk things. Yep, breaking him down little by little. Ugh, Jesus Christ, get this guy like a uh, an ottoman or something. <laughs> he needs someone to be there. He needs someone there to be his footstool. Like, hey, hey, coach, get down here. Let me put my feet up. Someone call the creepers from the Dark Order. They can make him a nice little stool to put his feet on. I don't understand that reference, but okay. You you haven't been watching any AEW at all? Nope. Okay then. Boy, don't know are you, why I w- boy, are you missing out on what exactly? You could have seen a guy with his hands in his pocket dive through the ropes. I could, but I don't want to. You could see a guy get uh, shredded up with paper cuts from actual paper. Fair enough, I suppose. I mean, look, it's a fine... They're doing fine work, so I've been told I'm just not interested. You could have seen one of the guys from Private Parties who's wrestling in tails, by the way, do 47 dives over the top rope on either side of the rope. I could have watched Chris Jericho try to get a back elbow over as a finisher. Uh, He's fat. (laughs) I could watch Jake Hager's debut and never forget the moment he debuted in AEW. Piss off. He sucked in WWE. Everything post there was terrible, and he still sucks now. But he's 1-0 in Bellator, so there's that. Uh, 2-0, I think. Oh, good for him. I've only knew, I only knew about the one the one the night that uh, I think that Fedor fought and lost in, uh, instantly to, like, Meathead or somebody. Yeah, there was that. He had another fight where he fought a meatpacking guy. Literally a guy who works in a meatpacking plant. He's, <laughs> it was one, he cut one of the worst post-fight interviews I've ever heard. That's, his his actual quote was, "I am rock hard with emotion. I have an erection." That's right. I actually remember that. It was embarrassing for everybody. Yep. God, Usyk teed off on Witherspoon at the end of that last round. He is he is going in for the kill. Yeah. At this point, Witherspoon, uh, much like a cartoon character, has shifted into turn is turned into a heavy bag. Though, you know, I say that, but to his credit, man, he's try- He's still trying. He's still throwing punches. I mean, they're lungy and they're like Hail Marys, but they're punches. Uh, also, for those of you MMA fans listening, Demetrius Johnson has just secured the one flyweight Grand Prix championship with a unanimous decision win. I'm sure it'll look great when I watch it on my DVR. It might. I can't believe TNT's showing that. It's, it is a, I was telling my wife tonight, uh, I was reading the, the Nitro book, that uh, Eric Bischoff says the only thing that's worth reading when it comes to the Monday Night Wars. And they were talking about how TNT was the drama network and they wanted to turn TBS into the comedy network and they just couldn't find a place for wrestling. It didn't fit into their repertoire that they were trying to build. 20 years later, they're begging for wrestling and putting MMA on because no one will watch anything else on that network. They've had a couple of decent scripted shows, I've been told, but nothing I've really engaged in. Oof. Well, I mean, body yeah. shots by Usyk because he's got where they spin along the ropes. <laughs> yeah, and see, so yeah, now he's starting to turn it on. Um, yeah, I don't think anything has had the, the success of like anything on the, the shows that have been successful on the USA Network or uh, are obviously like HBO or Showtime. Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, Usyk is now just laying in those lefts, really hammering Witherspoon. Witherspoon doing a decent job of trying to cover up and block, but he's uh, he's getting tagged pretty hard. Yeah, he's also only covering up and blocking at this point. It's not a good look for him. Yeah, he's pawing, he's pawing away at some of Usyk's uh, punches, but he's just he's in survival. Oh god, he he looks depressed. He looks he looks like his wife just broke up with him. Um, if the next round looks like this one did, I uh, I think 
Witherspoon's corner ought to consider stopping it. There's no point to this. So uh, just to close up, put a, put a punctuation mark on, on that discussion. It's just amazing that, I mean, look, we, we can debate the merits of some of their shows that maybe got watched by a few people, but I think overall television has changed so substantially that you have, you know, Fox throwing money at PBC and the WWE for their live quote unquote sports content and even TNT is it's over. <laughs> Speaking of putting a pin in it. <laughs> Alexander Usyk, ladies and gentlemen. Let's now again the real question is is he's going is he going to again say hey be that Joshua Ruiz Jr. I got next. You know, I would favor him over Ruiz Jr., quite frankly, at this point. Ruiz Jr. has good hands, and he's really good about hitting. This is one of the things he used to kind of when he beat Joshua. When he he would punch on the break of a clinch, as long, and you can do that as long as it's not the referee breaking the clinch. Did we ever find out what in the hell was wrong with Anthony Joshua that night? We, we speculated he was on drugs, which was wildly... Uh... Uh, inappropriate of us, but boy... No, if... hold on. It was wildly speculative. I'm not sure about inappropriate. He <laughs> did an interview, basically, where he says he just didn't take Joshua... He didn't take Ruiz Jr. seriously. And that was a replacement fighter, wasn't he? I think so. I think he was supposed to fight somebody else, and that was another one where there was an injury or whatever, and they got, Anthony, they got Andy Ruiz Jr., and it was like, oh my god. Because, yeah, I remember they were calling him, Rock, he, they were calling him Mexican Rocky. Because that was the Rocky story. Yeah, and yeah, good. Again, I said, uh, if the you know, if Witherspoon went through another round like that, they should stop it. Uh, good on his corner. His right eye is swelling up. You can see if we, when you get some of the close-ups on Witherspoon's face. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, that that tide is not turning. There's no point in you guy taking more abuse. Right. Just, it's okay. Be done he's, with that. He's not defending a, a high-level championship here. He was here as a replacement fighter. They got over the hump. They got midway through the fight. Yeah, you're right. There's no there's no sense in further incurring damage. So, what did you think of Alexander Usyk in his heavyweight debut against journeyman fighter Chad Witherspoon? Well, a lot of the things that made him a good cruiserweight are translating. They're just translating in different ways. He's very fleet of foot. He was he was a lot faster and more mobile than a lot of cruiserweights. Good hand speed. This showed a lot of a level of discipline that I don't want to say he never showed before, but it's reassuring to see it when he's going to be fighting guys who are bigger than he is. Mm-hmm. You can't. You're not really going to be a marauder, you know, going up in weight from cruiserweight to heavyweight necessarily. Not to say that he was just a marauder beforehand, mind you, but you do want to see. When you start fighting guys bigger than you, do you have the discipline? Do you have the wherewithal to make the necessary adjustments? And you know, the same is true when you start going down in weight. How are you going to deal with guys who are generally faster? How are you going to deal with you know, increased technique versus you know kind of raw power? So I'm excited. Again, I like Usyk. I've enjoyed some of his work for a while, and this was a good enough showcase for him, all things considered. After Tyson Fury is done getting these hands, and uh, that's not funny, <laughs> sure it is. Um, I would. I'm curious how a fight between the herky jerky, unorthodox Tyson Fury would be against a technical, lighter, slightly smaller fighter, Alexander Usyk. Um, Alexander Usyk. I think Usyk would struggle with Fury just due to the sheer size discrepancy he'd be at. Usyk is not a small man by most measurements, but we're moving up to heavyweight, and Tyson Fury is a giant. Hmm. Tyson Fury is, what, 6'8"? Something like that, yeah. Has over 80 inches of reach. I forget exactly what his reach measurement was, 86 inches. I think that's what make the, that's what make the fight fun, because, I mean, you know, now Alexander Usyk has to deal with, you know, this large man, but also a guy who's so unorthodox. So it would be so if he's a creative enough out of the box thinker uh as a boxer, I'd be curious to see what machinations he could come up with to give Fury fits. I'm I agree. I think that would be a decent enough fight. Uh we're going to get Fury and Wilder uh next year first quarter, I think. Assuming Wilder uh, gets by Ortiz. 
even if he doesn't, I think they're still going to make that fight. Entirely possible. All right. Well, that's it. That wraps up our coverage of Alexander Usyk versus Chaz Witherspoon. Uh, you know, I look, it's a decent fight, good showcase for Mr. Usyk, and I'm not, I'm not unhappy that I watched it, uh, given all the things there were to watch tonight. You know, my options were Game Changer Wrestling or Ring of Honor. Uh, no one watches Ring of Honor. <laughs> Larry Zonka's watching Ring of Honor, I'll have you know, sir. He, he Okay, he's the only one, and he is suffering for our sins. <laughs> um, all right. This I, week... I mean, look, I don't even know why Larry watches it anymore. I imagine it just draws traffic, but... Because <laughs> he... Oh, that poor promotion. They're just in such a bad spot. And some of it's not... like Some of it's on them and their decisions. Some of it's not. Some of it's just bad luck and bad timing. Like, they lost their main event scene and the guys they were grooming to move into the main event scene to two rival promotions, that being uh, WWE and AEW, within the space of about three months of each other. <laughs> all right. This week on the Rattleision Broadcasting Network, it's John Constantine all the time, all day, every day. We've got Hellblazer, Dangerous Habits. We've got a TV party for the former NBC uh, one-season series, Constantine. Uh, we've got Baby Metal, Metal Galaxy. And then finally, on October 17th, we'll be doing an on-trial for uh, Constantine, the movie starring Keanu Reeves. Boy, that's uh, a bad movie. Um, there's nothing, no fight coverage this weekend. Friday night, I'm going to the movies more than likely. And then Saturday night's Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship 8 between... Um, Bigfoot Silva and Gabriel Gonzaga. I will be home alone with no pants watching it by myself, and no one will watch it with me, but that's fine. I'm okay with that. You uh, will not only will you be the only person watching it in your house or in your network, you will be one of like three people in the world watching that atrocity. <laughs> I'm gonna love every minute of it. No, you're not. One of them's gonna pull out before the fight. <laughs> oh, shut your whore mouth. Um Last week we he review that Gabriel Gonzaga has the itis. <laughs> uh, last week we reviewed Joker by Brian Azzarello. Uh, we did a almost a three-hour review on of the Joker movie from Damn You Hollywood, which like everybody and their mother around me has seen. Like uh, like every conversation that at work uh, around me has started with, "Have you seen Joker yet?" So quite the popular movie. Uh, we reviewed the best album of the year, bar none. 11 out of 10, says the Rattledge and Broadcasting Network. Steel Panther, Heavy Metal Rules. We also reviewed the atrocity that was Hell in the Cell, uh, me and the two Chris's. That was, hang on, that was not, it was pretty bad. Okay, hang on, let me say, when, I, when you say, you see again, when you say atrocity, that's kind of like, okay, it wasn't that bad. It was the worst wrestling pay-per-view of the year. My, uh... I had a friend of mine who once reviewed, read one of my screenplays and described it as it was like the it was like having the best sex he's ever had except at the very last minute right before he was about to finish the girl said yuck get off me. That was hell in the cell everybody. That's that's also not accurate. Well, hang on. I which is just to say the notion that everything prior to the main event of that card was great is deeply inaccurate. Well, it wasn't. No, it started off good, and there were a few good ma and there were a few good matches in between. But then, then yeah, a lot of it was a lot of blood, meh. Anyway, yeah, a lot of that. And then again, the way they booked the main event was just oh god, what a catastrophe. Like if if it if the main event had been Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns versus. Um, the Godwins. I've decided that's who they are. Uh, don't wow. Ask. Just, just, just listen to the review. Um. <laughs> I, I, I did hear a few people say, you know, if they just reversed the order of the cell matches, so right. Rollins and Bray Wyatt open the pay per view and Becky and Sasha close it. Not everyone is nearly that pissed. Yeah, and and that's where I was going with this. You know, if you if the, if the hell in the cell between Rollins and Bray Wyatt doesn't even happen, and the the, the show ends with. Uh, Becky and Sasha, or uh, or uh, Roman Daniel and the and the Godwins, it's fine. It's a, it, you know, 
it's not the worst. It's not the worst WWE pay per view this year. That was Stomping Grounds. So yeah, and, wait, wasn't Stomping Grounds last year? No, stomp the whatever the one. It was Stomping Grounds earlier this year that nobody showed up for. The, the okay, drizzling shit attendance. Um, anyway. Myself and Jesse Starcher uh, decided to bastardize the British accent and everything that got in our way as we reviewed the Pennyworth show. Look, speaking of bastardization, that show exists. <sighs> it does. Um, it's, not a, it's not a good show. So that's, uh, that's what we've got going on there and what we will be doing. If you are into our fight coverage and you're wondering, well, when are we going to do it all again? The next one... I believe now there's some there's some good stuff coming up on the 26th and I know your Maya versus Aspen show I think is during the day isn't it yeah it's in the morning yeah it's a Singapore card uh, emanating from Singapore broadcast on ESPN plus where I imagine they will accommodate the local time zone for that rather than the US so we've got Lubin versus Gosha on um, Showtime which is a PBC card. And we've got Shakur Stevenson versus Joette Gonzalez on ESPN. That all sounds terrible. <laughs> well, if you're interested in, in doing one of those, then that may, then maybe we'll do, uh, we'll do one of them Saturday the 26th. But for sure, in theory, you and I will be doing Masvidal versus Diaz, UFC 244. That November is still 2nd. the plan. That is the same night as the Canelo fight. Yeah, but who cares? We all know what's happening there. Maybe we'll be lucky, and because these these they they these things haven't. Some of these cards have lined up where like one ends just as like one main event's beginning. That's what happened tonight. That's how we were able to salvage this show. So maybe we'll be lucky, and the uh, the match for the bad motherfucker championship of the world will end. And we'll ha- and we'll end just in time for us to catch tri- uh, Canelo versus uh, Lovinchenko. No, not Lovinchenko. Uh, Kovalev. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, you know, no. It, it, look, Kovalev. <laughs> yeah. Do I have to say it? I don't know why we're bothering to watch that fight. We all know what's going to happen. Spoiler: Canelo wins. <laughs> all right. What are you doing in the world? Oh, trying to find purpose. I gave you purpose. No, Fuck. you gave me things. Uh, we, should, I, we, should, we should all have a purpose-driven life. That's certainly one way to look at the uh, to look at life, I suppose. Um, the main uh, I just finished coverage for UFC on ESPN Plus 19, which you can find in the MMA Zone of 411mania.com. So go over there, say hi, give it a read. I have gifts of finishes, a few highlights, my round-by-round description, etc., 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 etc. So check it out. There were some good finishes, a couple of gnarly knockouts. No one fight that really should have ended earlier. I mentioned before, this on paper is a decent enough night of fights, and in practice it was a decent night of fights. I have very little to complain about. So you can check that out. This Sunday I am the most Sundays. I am the host of the 411 Ground and Pound MMA podcast. This week we'll review UFC on ESPN Plus 19 and preview the UFC event on ESPN. This is UFC on ESPN 6 for next Saturday. Uh, Former middleweight champion Chris Weidman moving up to light heavyweight facing undefeated rising contender Dominic Reyes. The rebooked fight between Yair Rodriguez and Jeremy Stevens is set for the co-main event of that card. Oh, hopefully nobody get poked in the eye this time. Somebody's getting poked in the eye. We're kicked in the dick. <laughs> That's just what's going to happen. Wouldn't it be funny if Jeremy Steven just starts off the fight and directly pokes him in the eye and says, How's receipt, motherfucker? And I got to rebook it a third time. I'd do it. <laughs> I'd take the DQ and just do it. Boxing Esquire. Funny to listen to the DAZN announcers dissing Usyk a bit because he started slow and was methodical. Have they not seen him fight before? He usually starts slow and takes a few rounds to let his hands go. He gradually picks it up. Looked like a typical Usyk fight to me. Yeah. Look, are we taking DeZone's boxing commentary team seriously? Because we shouldn't if we are. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, if you want to, I can't stop you, 
okay? <laughs> no, no. We listen. We we do these commentaries, and I turn the and, and I turn the volume down. Um, I so clearly I'm not taking it seriously. So again, this Sunday we'll have that review and preview along with news of the week. Uh, we talked a little bit last week about Kane Velasquez retiring. Now that it's more official, we might talk a little bit more about it. Uh, really slow news week, all things considered. We devoted a fair bit of time last week to Michael Bisbing fighting with a fake eye for 11 fights. Not a joke. That that absolute mad lad apparently lost his eye uh, in the not long after the uh, Belfort fight and just kept fighting while hiding a fake eye from commissions I don't know how he did it in fact if you ask him his response is just mind your business <laughs> but uh, he did and you know what athletic commission sanctioning bodies I hate all of you and I have for a long time because you don't actually do your damn jobs Next, this I wish this was Exhibit A in my prosecution of their existence, but Michael Bisbing is not Exhibit A when it comes to the catastrophic failure of regulatory bodies in combat sports. Okay. So you can listen to us talk about that again this week. We'll have that review and preview. And uh, next Saturday, I'll have coverage of UFC on ESPN6. It's... Again, Dominic Reyes and Chris Weidman in the main event. They're at the TD Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. And you'll notice that I, unlike certain other people associated with the UFC, do not affect a Bostonian accent to say garden just to try and sound like a jackass. All right, folks. Thank you for joining us here on the Rattling Broadcasting Network alternative commentary for Alexander Usyk versus Chaz. Witherspoon, I appreciate Robert Winfrey for tagging in and joining me at the at the ta-da last second. Be well, be safe, and behave. <laughs>